Good day to you fine people of God. I'm Pastor Cole McClendon coming to you from Central Assembly of God, Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. I trust that you will find great value in listening to this message today. My hope is that you're encouraged and strengthened by the word given and that you will return to this site frequently to listen in. Be blessed. My message is titled Divine Guidance. Thank you, Maria. I think we're going to run that little video at some point, so I know you had that ready already, and I appreciate good people. My goodness, I'm so blessed by good people like Maria and George up there. Thank you, guys. And then we got the, yeah, the whole. We're, we're you know, graciously speaking of our volunteers this month, but I, just people like the, you guys on the media team, Evangelist Nick and Emily, and they've raised up a small army of young people that are bright and capable. And they, I'm just so appreciative. I, I'm thankful for what God has done and the people he's raised up in our ministry here. We are blessed. You're truly blessed, church. But we uh, Christians have this way of kicking around, throwing around words like, God spoke to me. The Lord said to me, we sort of flippantly throw it out there. I was talking to the Lord during my devotions, and this is what he spoke to me. And, and I know this is true, and I know it's what we should be doing, right? So I'm not confused on this, because God has spoke to me through various methods. I, I have never heard a literal, audible voice. I, don't, I cannot tell you that I've heard God's literal voice audible voice, but I have had him speak to me in a way that is as real as that. But I also understand that there are many who are sitting here right now that are truly born-again believers. You, you know the Lord. You're part of the body of Christ, but you consider that language as a sign and a wonder. Here's what I mean by that. You, you think it's a sign that the person is weird or fraudulent. You wonder if they're not one taco short of a combo meal when they say that kind of stuff to you. you so I, you, you wonder about people that flippantly throw out, well, the Lord spoke to me. And the way we so casually say it sometimes, yeah, it could give the impression. You're like, sure he did. But in your heart, however, you know that you, you yourself long for a direct connect with God. All of us have this desire to be able to connect with God in a real way, to feel that we can hear and know his voice, don't we? I mean, I think all of us fall into that category somewhere. Just, just a couple weeks ago, I, I needed to contact our insurance provider. Any of you ever tried to do that? Just raise your hand if you've, if you've ever tried to contact your insurance provider. Some conflict with, <laughs> you know, you received a bill and you have a problem. And so I was contacting our insurance provider and after yeah, I went through all of the bleeps and blips and all of the 
buttons on my phone, including my date of birth that I had to provide. You can't just provide your date of birth. You got to do the two-digit month code and all. And then, then you, then you got to go through the process where they want to know you. I have to give my social security number, which, you know, in this digital age, you're a little bit apprehensive about just putting that on your phone, right? And so there's that. And then your ID number for your insurance company or your insurance carrier that you have. And then uh, I'm a part of a group, so there's a group number that you have to provide as well. And and after you've done all of that, you get the voice prompt that says, all right, in order to get you to the proper person, department, no, they don't say person, because the proper department, could you please give us some idea of why you are calling us? So you do that, and you get to that department, and after you've listened to, there are now nine more buttons that you have options on, if your problem is this, if your problem is that, if it's billing, if it's, you know, and all on and on it goes, and finally you hit that button, you go through that, and then you get something again that says to you, all right, now, if, if the last one out of the series of buttons, if you would like to speak to a representative... Now, I have thoroughly enjoyed talking to a robot for this last 10 minutes. I do not want to speak to an actual person. I want to, that's why I called, so I could talk to a robot. And so, finally, I get an actual person. Now, I'm, I'm 17 minutes in at this point. Because there was a waiting period, you know that too. We are especially busy this time. The call volume has been, we'll hire more people. I'm paying you a couple thousand dollars a month so you can employ somebody to actually answer me. When I, that, I didn't say that, but that's how I feel. You feel me, folks? <laughs> Didn't actually say that, but when I finally got a person, and and, and you you guys understand that I'm a preacher all times, even including when I'm on the phone with people that don't know me. And so I said, I said to the a nice young woman, I said, I really appreciate who you are, and and that you're going through the trouble to answer my phone call. But I want to know how do I talk to the next person over you? Because I want your supervisor. And they're like, oh, oh, well, well, why don't you explain to me what your problem is and maybe I can get you the answer that you need. And, and I just simply said, I know that you can't. I don't need a counselor. I need to talk to somebody that can make something happen. Yes. All right, so pardon me. If you work for an insurance company or you're an insurance provider, God bless you. And, and I, I wasn't being rude or inconsiderate of that person, but I know how this works. I know I've, I've, I've dealt with it enough times in my own life, and I know that some of you people, even here in the church, you don't want to talk to the secretary, unless it's Pastor Amy. You don't want to talk to, you, you know, if Alma answers the phone, you don't want to talk to her. No, I need to talk to Pastor Cole. There are some things you've got to get through to the, 
You know, we don't have riffraff and you don't get buttons and all of that stuff. You actually can get a person when you call this church. <laughs> and my point in saying all of that is this interaction was a metaphor for how all of us feel when it comes to communicating with God. We actually want to talk to the Lord. We actually want to have open communications with God that is both insightful and receptive. We know that we're saying what we need to say and that God is listening to us. God wants an intimate relationship with you. He wants that inter interactive relationship with you. He wants intimacy with you. Listen to this passage from Psalm 73, verses 21 through 24. This is from the Message Bible. Look at it this, from this version. When I was beleaguered and bitter, totally consumed by envy, I was totally ignorant, a dumb ox in your very presence. He's debasing himself, right? I'm still in your presence but you've taken my hand. You wisely and tenderly lead me and then you bless me. Isn't that a beautiful psalm? And so I begin at this point to err as human. This is a psalm of Asaph. And this psalm of Asaph really captures our human state. And what is happening now is Asaph is, as it were, standing before God in the presence of God. And, and I think we can properly say it. Standing before God makes us feel insignificant. And he uses the word, a dumb ox in your presence. That's how Asaph that's how it's translated for us. The great prophet Isaiah certainly captures this feeling well also. Isaiah the prophet captures it perfectly when he says in Isaiah chapter 6 verse 5, he puts it this way. Then I said, it's all over. I am doomed for I am a sinful man. I have filthy lips, and I live among a people with filthy lips, yet I have seen the King, the Lord of heaven's armies. And I think Asaph, as well as Isaiah the prophet now, they've captured their, our human condition well, haven't they? I think it's clear that Asaph understood that coming before the holy God of heaven, the King of kings, the Lord of lords, made him feel insignificant. Like a bug that could be crushed, recognizing the greatness of Almighty God, he suddenly comes to terms with humanity. The perfection of the Holy One, the King, the Lord of hosts. When you're up against that, you think, I... I don't deserve to be here. When you hear his words, I was totally ignorant 
a dumb ox in your presence. You get a clear picture of how he viewed himself. But let me, let me take you for a moment and tell you about Asaph. He was, first of all, he was, he was a Levite. Now, for those of you who don't understand what that means in the biblical context, he was the every Sunday go to church people. So, first of all, he's in that category. He was a religious man. He was from the tribe or the group of men that God set aside and said, these will serve me, and not only will they serve me, they'll serve me in the temple. But Asaph, he's not just in the temple serving God. He's not a sort of lowlife. No, he was actually on the worship team. And he was appointed to the worship team directly by David, King David, who you know is the chief psalmist of all time, if you will. He gave us the bulk of the psalms that you read are songs. They're poetic. We, we miss that because we don't, we don't know the language. But in their original context, they were poetic. They were songs. And Asaph is in that group. He's on the worship team. He's not just on the worship team. He's been appointed directly by King David himself. I'm telling you about the guy, Asaph. And here he is. In the presence of God. And he says, I'm undone. I, I feel, I'm doomed. I don't deserve to be here. I don't, I don't deserve to be in his presence. And, and I'm going to give you the conclusion before I get to it today. But you, did you hear what he said? I'm still here. That's the, the message Bible translation. I, I, I'm still here. I'm still standing. I'm still in your presence. And the message Bible goes on to say, and you take my hand tenderly and lean me. That's God. Can you identify with Asaph? I'm undone. This, this struggle is normal. But something happens in that passage, and that's what we preachers do. We, we take what's there, and, and it's just not obvious to all of us, but I'm going to take you through what the passage wants you to understand, what God's Word wants you to understand. Asaph has an awakening in his faith. He has an awakening in his faith. He understood the concept that his words, his words, had to realign with God's commitment to humanity. And you probably didn't catch it when we read it there in the Message Bible. And I'm going to give it to you from other versions. You'll hear it from the New King James as well as the King James at some point in this message. Stay with me. It's about to get really good. So he understands this concept. And I want you to catch it today because it's important that our words, what comes out of our mouth, begins to align with God's word. God's commitment to humanity. Something happens in the mind of Asaph that is critical to our understanding of faith. You've got to get this. 
It's important that you get this, that your words begin. We as a church, as a body, I want you as a people group to begin to align your words with God's word, what God says about you, what God says about your situation. Realign what comes out of your mouth. Now, it's got to have a heart connection because it is, before it ever reaches your mouth, it's been a thought. So you got to go way back to the thought process and start aligning your thoughts with what God says about your story. Asaph begins at the point of humility, appropriate humility, but he does not stay there. That's what you've got to do. So what do I mean by that? It was appropriate humility. I feel like a dumb act. Dumb ox before you. Y'all saw, saw, saw that, don't you? You caught that. Oh, even online. You can laugh. It's all right. <laughs> That's the real reality, isn't it, right? We, we, we feel like we're the back end of a donkey. And that's what... Asaph, he's describing it with proper humility. It's appropriate humility. You, you remember what the other psalmist said, the great psalmist? David, he said, Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's what King David said in, in, in Psalm 51. Verse 10, I believe, yes. And so it's appropriate to recognize our shortcomings or our filthiness, if you will, but we can't stay away. We can't stay there. Did you hear that? Did you catch that part? You can't stay groveling in your filth. Asaph didn't stay there. Isaiah didn't stay there. If you read the, the rest of the verses, Asaph nor Isaiah stayed there. They were in the presence of God, but they didn't stay in that place of just downtrodden filth and mess. At some point, we have to take hold of our filthy ways and throw them into the fire of God's grace. Let God burn up that filthiness. And, and I know it sounds bad because you're talking about burning, and, but it's just God's way of cleaning out the junk and the gunk and the mess. You can't stay there. We sang it a moment ago, but here it is again. Marvelous grace of our loving Lord, grace that exceeds our sin and our guilt. Yonder on Calvary's mount outpoured. There where the blood of the Lamb was spilled. Oh, it's grace, grace. It's God's grace. Grace that will pardon and cleanse with it. Oh, grace, grace. God's grace, grace that is greater than all our sin. 
Oh, Julia, Julia Johnston. She was the writer all the way back in 1910. She grasped the subject. She understood the process that you and I, sinful though we may be, can't stay in that place, and God's made it possible that we don't have to. And so here... Asaph takes faith steps, and I want you to take them with me today. He, he, he says the words, I'm, I'm still in your presence. You, you get the impression that, and, and by the way, Maria, I'm giving you a prompt here, a setup. I'm ready for the video. You're going to have to run that now. So have you ever, I get the impression that, that Asaph couldn't believe he was still there. Right? So that's in your notes. I, I get the impression Asaph couldn't believe he was still there. I want y'all to watch this. It, I, yeah, it's going to take a little while, but trust me, the finish is worth, worth the process. And so, assuming that comes. It's all yours. Good luck. Hello. Hello. How are you? Scared. Don't be scared. <laughs> Simon does bite, but don't be scared. Okay. All right. What's your name? Alice Frednam. And how old are you, Alice? I'm 28. 28, and you're from where? Hertfordshire. Do you have a day job? I'm a beauty therapist. Okay, have you brought anyone with you today? No. <laughs> no? So your family don't know that you're here? No, I didn't tell anyone because I just thought I'd rather just go it alone and then if I'm not successful, I don't have to admit that to anyone. <laughs> Whenever you're ready. Good luck. Okay. Thanks. Stage fright is something I've battled with. I'm just trying to take each minute as it comes. Someone says no, it's like... For me, it's like, you're not good enough. That's where I think most of the, the like, nervousness comes from, is that, I, you know, that, that people say no. I really want to succeed because I feel like I'm failing myself more than anything. I want to prove to everybody I'm here for something, something more than what they maybe thought. Is your mouth a little weak? 
is what I have been waiting for. Your voice is like liquid gold. You have such an authentically beautiful voice. You look amazing. <laughs> and, you know, you could sing the phone. I think you get the point. And um, what I wanted you to recognize in it is, like Asaph here, he cannot believe he's in the presence of God and how amazing it is. And obviously you understand from this video that this young lady had no idea that she had the voice that she had and she, it goes on. It gets. I would have you all at the altar by the time they're done with what all they say. <laughs> but I, I wanted you to catch the point. Finding acceptance through the marvelous grace of God is at times overwhelming. I wanted you to get that. I wanted you to feel that. And, and that video was just one of a hundred like it that captures in a good way how that you, a terrible sinner, can come into the presence of a perfectly just and holy God. I want you to hear it. I told you I'd give it to you, give it to you by the in the New King James. Here's what the New King James says. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Notice how firm Asaph is in his declaration here. He says, you will guide me with your counsel. The King James language is even more um, direct. It says, thou shalt guide me. Thou shalt Guide me. Asaph gets it. God transforms us by his grace through the work of Jesus Christ. You're saying, wait a minute. This is Asaph. This is Old Testament. I'm not done there. You'll get there eventually with me. You can be sure that because of the work of Jesus Christ that God will receive you. Come to him with absolute confidence in the finished work of Christ. Because in this case, Asaph, he didn't have the work of Christ to rely on, yet he found the grace of God at the point of his need. And it's all throughout the scriptures. And if you go even to... A New Testament statement on Noah. Noah found grace of the Lord, in the eyes of the Lord. And Paul the Apostle does an amazing job of explaining this to us. In Romans chapter 3, verses 24 to 26, he writes, Yet God in his grace freely makes us right in his sight. He did this through Christ Jesus when he freed us from the penalty for our sins. For God presented Jesus as the sacrifice for sin. People are made right with God when they believe that Jesus sacrificed his life, shedding his blood. 
This sacrifice shows that God was being fair when he held back and did not punish those who sinned in times past. There's Noah. There's Asaph. There's King David. All of the great people that you know of in the Old Testament in times past. For he was looking ahead, God now, looking ahead and including them in what he would do in this present time. God did this to demonstrate his righteousness for he himself is fair and just and he makes sinners right in his sight when they believe in Jesus. You see, you have the greater work of Jesus to rely on. Jesus himself wrote these words in John 6, 37. He wrote, all that the Father gives me, he didn't write it, but he spoke it. The Father gives me will come to me. And the one who comes to me, I will by no means cast out. I will by no means cast out. He's talking to you. You come to God through the work of Jesus Christ. He gives you the right to stand before perfectly just and holy God. He made provision so you can do that. So what am I telling you? I'm telling you don't stay down because you can be sure that God will, he will be your counselor and friend. He'll let you in. He'll take you by the hand as Asaph did or it said at least in the message Bible. He'll tenderly take you by the hand and welcome you in his presence. But I don't want to stop there. It gets even gooder. <laughs> Let's talk about the spirit and the word. Get to know the word of God and you'll begin to know the way of God. And and I want to say this to you, you're, all of you that are listening to me right now, there's, there's no shortcut to knowing and growing in the Word of God. There's no shortcut. I, I can't make it happen for you magically. I, I know we're in this instant generation, this microwave generation. We've created a people that just believe that you should be able to instantly throw it together or we should be able to take a pill and all go away. just been told over the last two years, take a jab. It'll all go away. See how that works out. That's the generation we're a part of. And we want the instant fix. We want the easy path. But listen to me when I tell you this. Jesus is the word made flesh and you need to know him. Yes. Know him. You have to, as we do with communion, you have to consume him. He said those words. If you do not eat my flesh and drink my blood. I know that's harsh language. We don't like it. But, and, and we're so far removed from even the foods that we consume. We don't want to know what they do to make cattle die or chickens 
or pork. We don't want to know what the, we do to pigs. We're so far separated from it. And the language is so harsh, but, but he said, if you don't consume me. This is very foundational stuff for your life and walk with God. You've got to get this. You've got to start partaking of the Lord. And you do it right here. Jesus is the Word made flesh. And you have to consume him. You consume him this, through this. And there's no shortcut. There are easy ways to get the word into you. My goodness, your Bible can be on your phone and you can listen to the Bible if you want all the time. Through an app on your phone. But get the word in you. Get to know the Word of God. Get to know Jesus, who is the Word made flesh. How does God... He, he lives in us, right? And He does that through His Spirit. He comes to take residence in us by His Spirit. We don't have an actual body of Jesus in us. That would be weird. But at our new birth, when we're born again, when we ask Jesus to come into our hearts, we are indwelt by God the Holy Spirit. And, and you may first become aware of him as your conscience. Some of you, when you, you can still remember this. You walk with the Lord a long time, but you can remember the first time that you felt conviction after you came to Jesus because some of you came out of some really bad mess. And, and, and suddenly you're, you're just like, you, could, you knew you weren't supposed to do something or you weren't supposed to say something. You just knew. And you're like, what is that? That was Holy Spirit. Indeed, he will direct you through that inner voice. That's his plan. But why stop there? Why stop there instead of pressing on and going to the next level. I have on this tray, I think most all of you will recognize this. It's, it's typically called a shortcake, right? It's short and it's a cake. It has a little dip in the middle. It's designed that way. And, and I could say to you, there's probably some vanilla in it. It would be tasty. And you would include, you would call it a nice treat, wouldn't you? Just like this. However, since we're talking about not leaving it at that level, but let's just say... On one of these, I put a little, oh, yeah, put a little strawberries and peaches, and there's even banana in there. And that, that would, now it's getting interesting, isn't it? Now it's getting interesting. But why would we stop there? Since we're talking about God... We're talking about Holy Spirit. 
Why stop? Why not go all the way? And, oh look, there's a little on my finger. Now, if I said, Albert, you have your choice. Deacon Albert. And today's choice, you don't have to think about fat content, sugar, you're perfectly healthy, you're your 18-year-old self. Which of these would you choose, King Albert? <laughs> Which of these would you choose? You want the all-inclusive one. You don't want just the, the cake. You don't want just the cake with the strawberries, peaches, and bananas. You want it with the whipped cream on there. Well, let me tell you something. Indulge yourself, brother. time you are welcome to eat in church. The only time. So uh, why did I say that? Why did I give you that illustration? It's because I want you to be filled with the word, but God sent his Holy Spirit to live inside of you. So let's combine the power and the unique abilities that the word brings into our life with the indwelling of Holy Spirit. Let's be filled with Holy Spirit to overflowing so that you may be, have a direct connect that comes from being filled with the Holy Spirit. Go back to my illustration. I don't want to just talk to the person that ultimately answers. I, I, I've had enough of the robotic answers. I've pressed enough buttons. I've given all of my information now that I could be totally destroyed because it's all electronic now online so that I could speak to a person, but I don't just want a person. I want somebody that can I can connect with that can make a difference. And you get the word and you get the spirit of God together, combined together. You're filled up with the Holy Ghost. God's working in conjunction with God's spirit will give you clarity in walking out your life in Christ. The two together was God's intent for the Pentecostal church. The the church to know and understand. God never intended for us to walk in ignorance. God has always, since the beginning of time with Adam and Eve, wanted a close fellowship with, for us and with us. Did you bring, look at that, you got him a fort. We are an all-inclusive church right here. You see the, the deacons and deaconesses working in conjunction here. Our brother's going to be filled and satisfied walking out of church. 
full of the Holy Ghost and shortcake. <laughs> Pull it off, Albert. You can do it, bro. You can do it. You can do it, bro. Take you that good bite. Make sure there's some, there's some whip topping and some bits of strawberries. But there you are. Yeah. Yeah. He doesn't even have any on his shirt. It made it. It made it. It worked. God longs for intimacy with you. How many of you know Albert is getting intimate with that shortcake? He's consuming it. Literally, he's consuming it. You, I want you to get the point, not just to laugh because he has a, a dessert in church like this on the front pew, not just because he's a deacon. He's no different than you. You want everything that God has for you. You can indulge yourself in the presence of Almighty God. He longs to be intimate with you. Don't you let that turn into be just an, uh, a dirty thing. No, God wants to be intimate with you. You have a heavenly destiny that I want you to catch today. Hear it again from the New King James Version. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. God has a plan for you. It's for your good and it's eternal in nature. God has a good plan. Look at Albert, are you sharing it? See, he's even sharing it with his wife because he wants her to be able to have all that there is in God and wants her to recognize. He, he wants to share that. That's what God wants us to have today. The bounty and blessing that's overflowing. It's God's plan and desire that we all get to heaven and receive a well-jeweled crown. That's God's desire. It's God's desire. Uh, while he has a, a great retirement plan for you and his, his desire is to see you however blessed here on earth, not just in eternity. God's plan is to see you not just blessed in heaven. Your retirement, if you will, is eternal, but he wants you blessed for eternity. You don't understand this? Listen, 3 John chapter 1, verse 2 puts it this way. Beloved, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health even as your soul prospers. That's the word of God. Beloved, he calls you his loved child. It, it, I, I pray that you may prosper in all things and be in health. Even as your soul. Man, and, and I, you'll like this one even better. Remember when I said it gets gooder? This is gooder. Proverbs 10.22 puts it this way. If it'll change. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. That's in the word? <laughs> yeah. The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. A person that's rich knows they are rich. 
and they know what that means and adds no sorrow with it. Listen, I've said this before, um, not just in this morning's early service, but I've said it long ago. You know, I could go over to Wawa. I could literally clean out the shelves. I could literally walk in Wawa, put my credit card on, on the counter, and take everything inside that store out. I could do that. I could buy all of the candy, all of the other goods that are on all of the shelves. I can, I'm at that point in my life now that I could do that. Now, the only difference for me in these days, when I go, listen, some of you young people, you're, you, you're thinking, I'd just love to be in, able to go into Wawa or somewhere like that and be able to clear out. I'd love to buy all of the candy I could fit in my hands. I can do that. I'm at a point in my life where I could, I could go in there and I could clean the place out, but I now have to say, what shouldn't I buy? Not what can I buy? Why am I telling you that? The blessing of the Lord makes a person rich. And he adds no sorrow with it. I'm blessed now. I'm blessed in the journey, church. Really? Do you know that this year, I saved this one to tell you, this year, this year, Someone handed me an envelope, and in that envelope, there were 20 $100 bills and one $20 bill and two $100 bills. Cash. What did I just tell you? 2000 $22 in the year 2022, this person simply saying, I want to bless you because I know God will bless me if I bless you. 2000 uh, People that are blessed, that's who does that. Not only is that person blessed, I, obviously Pastor Amy and I, I'm, I'm hiding my hands below my desk and taking a picture of it. Sending it to her because this is in the middle of the week. It wasn't up here on when people were bringing up their offering, but I, I, I didn't even want the people in the office to know I'm walking around with $2,000 of cash. You never know. I don't want to tempt people. It's great to reach your destination, but it's better to enjoy the trip. And so what am I telling you all of this for? I want think of going to heaven as going on a cruise ship. Y'all go with me for a minute? You're on a cruise ship. Now I don't I've never been on a cruise, but I've seen the commercials. And, and Pastor Amy and I, when we were in Florida a couple years back, I think it was 2019 that we were in, yes it was, and, and we went over there to the Canaveral area, and that happens to be one of the areas where the, those massive uh, ships leave. I, I, when I say massive church, they are massive. And now you can, you can surf 
on the ship. You can drive go-karts on the ship. I mean, they had many golf for years, but now they've stepped it. There's two or three pools on the ship. And you get to eat all of the food you want. You can indulge, you can make yourself, you can eat, fill up, go puke in your bathroom if you want, come back and eat again. Do like the old Romans used to do. What I'm saying, I'm not recommending that. I'm just telling you that you, you, it's not about, even if you're going to the Bahamas, it's not about the destination, is it? You can enjoy the, de the journey. And what I'm telling you all of this about, the reason I'm telling you all of this is because I want you to move past the point of I just talk to God like I'm talking to the robot on my phone. I'm just pressing buttons to get me to someone else that I actually know can make a difference. You can really talk to God like he was your best friend, your closest companion. The only difference with you and God in this scenario is that God can transform your destiny. Amen. And he can make the trip amazing. You can have intimacy with the King of Kings can have closeness, real, genuine intimacy, where you can literally say, I was talking to God last night, and here's what he said, because he speaks into your life. You can have that. How do you get there? By indulging yourself in his word, consuming him daily, regularly, talking to him daily, regularly, and put the whipped cream on top of it. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Go all the way so that those lines of communication are open and pure and real and life transforming. Would you stand to your It amazes me that we can be in this place with God. But I want you to think for a moment about these words because it's what he said. You will guide me with your counsel and afterward receive me to glory. Remember when we used the message version and it said, you will take me tenderly by the hand and lean me. God himself will receive me. Did you catch that? God. El Shaddai. God Almighty. He will receive me. Me. And you're you. He'll receive you. It's not just reserved for us special people that get to stand on the platform. The great king of heaven, the Lord of the universe, he will welcome me wandering 
erring, straying, yet he will bring me safe at last to glory. He'll say, come on in. I've prepared a place for you. I wonder if you'd sing this with me. Sin and despair like the sea waves cold threaten the soul with infinite loss. Grace that is greater, yes, grace untold points to the refuse of mighty cross. I want you to sing the last verse. Marvelous, infinite, matchless grace freely bestowed on all who believe, all who are longing to see His face. Will you this moment His grace receive? Now sing it. Grace, grace, God. I know what happened earlier in the service, but I'm still prompted by Holy Spirit to not allow you to walk out of here in case there's somebody else left that you've not made things right with God. That there's still this gap, this chasm. You still need God to come to you with His grace and forgive you of your sins. You've walked in a path away from God. You're still not where you need to be with God. But He doesn't want you to leave without finding real intimacy with Him. It's possible that you are that way today. Would you just get out of your pew and come down to this altar right now? Say, I got to get it right. first one now. I got to get it right. I'm not going to stay here in this position any longer. I'm, I'm going to get it sealed up. I'm going to get it fixed. I'm going to get it right. That's marvelous grace. It's extended to you right now. I know both of these brothers know the Lord, so this isn't about them coming to know the Lord, but it's about correction, realignment. Perhaps some of you need to do the same. Let's take a moment here.
heads are bowed and you're asking God to fill you with His Spirit, you want to get all of the connections right. You want it to fire on all cylinders. You want everything between you and the Lord to be right. I hope you've enjoyed today's message and that it has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening in. If you have met Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, would you please connect with us either at our website, www.centralfamily.net, or perhaps give us a call at 610-865-0577. We'd love to hear from you. Also, if this has been that kind of a blessing to you, would you consider blessing us with a financial gift to make it possible for us to continue to do what we're doing here and taking the gospel not only to the Lehigh Valley but around the world. We want to do our part in reaching the people that God has entrusted to us with the gospel of Jesus Christ. You can help us with your financial gift or sowing a seed to this ministry. God bless you. Have an amazing day. Remember, you can reach us and give through www.centralfamily.net.